honest-to-goodness idea will benefit Carlo, SPCA. Article by Suzanne Pender. Fancy a delicious slice of 100% guilt-free cake? A bit of chocolate heaven or a sweet treat? That's all in the name of a good cause. Well, the amazing Johnstown Honesty Hut is offering just that this Wednesday, the 31st of March, when it hosts a fundraiser for Carlo SPCA, the local voluntary-run animal rescue service. All proceeds from Johnstown Honesty Hut's homemade treats on that day will go directly to Carlo SPCA. So you can happily eat away guilt-free knowing that you're supporting an incredible local charity. Carlo SPCA is facing huge vet bills, made all the more difficult by the fact that its only source of income, its charity shop, is currently closed due to the restrictions. Yet the need for the service has never been more acute, with animal welfare and neglect issues arising across County Carlo all of the time. Nicola O'Shea of Johnstown Honesty Hut heard about Carlo SPCA's plight and very kindly decided to donate an entire day's sales to this worthy cause. Nicola began Johnstown Honesty Hut last September and it's been going from strength to strength ever since. The hut is a charming dresser located outside the gate of Nicola's home at Johnstown which she fills with all sorts of delicious baked goods and homegrown products all quickly snapped up by her growing number of customers. What makes Johnstown Honesty Hut unique is that it's self-service, so customers take what they want, then pop their payment into the Honesty Box. Johnstown Honest Hut is located on the Hackettstown Road, the R726, just past the motorway overpass if travelling from Carlow Town, close to the power station at R93 P529. Make sure to call out this Wednesday to support Carlo SPCA. Pres de la Salle gets green light for planned extension. Article by Suzanne Pender. The planned extension and refurbishment project at Presentation de la Salle in Bagnallstown has got the go-ahead to move to the tendering process. The County Carlo School has been included in the Project Boyne bundle, along with five other schools, with the Department of Education now moving this bundle to the tendering process. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor welcomed the commencement of the tendering process for the planned extension and refurbishment project at Presentation de la Salle. Presentation de la Salle has been a school I have worked on behalf of in relation to this building project, and I welcome the tendering process beginning on it, she said. The National Development Finance Agency has announced that it will shortly be issuing a suitability assessment questionnaire to the market, which marks the beginning of the tender process for the appointment of contractors for the larger national programme titled Devolved Schools Building Programme 2. This programme will be comprised of 20 individual school building projects, ranging from new bills to extensions and refurbishment projects for works at both primary and post-primary level. These projects will be delivered as three distinct project bundles, Project Noor, Project Boyne and Project Dargal. A framework of project management and design team consultants has already been appointed for the programme and the process to appoint teams to specific project bundles is now underway. Teachers hold online charity art auction. Article by Suzanne Pender 
Two former Carlow teachers have offered their heartfelt thanks to the county's artistic community and Carlow Golf Club, who offered their support to an online charity auction. Anne-Marie Kearns, a former teacher at St. Leo's College, and her husband Mike, formerly of St. Mary's Academy CBS, have organised an online charity art auction in aid of Rosslare Community Development Association. The exciting online art and gift auction includes a wide and eclectic collection of original work, including paintings, photographs, ceramics, sculpture and designer jewellery, along with luxury goods, holidays, hair and beauty treatments, high-quality cutlery, kitchenware and much more. We decided to try to seek donations of goods which we could sell in an online auction. Not having a clue if we would have any hope of getting it off the ground, we decided to contact artists, photographers, hotels, craftspeople and various companies all over the country to ask for donations, explained Anne-Marie. It was nerve-wracking asking for freebies at a time when most businesses are already suffering, but we were astounded by the generosity we encountered. Carlo artists who donated work were Bridget Flannery, Elsie Nolan, Attracta Carberry, Mary Claire Nolan and Elvira Bernatiak, while Carlo Golf Club has also donated a voucher for green fees. I was very lucky to have friends in Carlo and a number of excellent Carlo artists donated work to us. We in Rosslare are indebted to them for their kindness and generosity and we're very conscious that this is a very difficult time for artists with all the art galleries and art venues closed, said Anne-Marie. Bidding on the online auction continues until Monday the 12th of April. To check it out, go to www.rosslairholidayresort.ie and click on the link to the auction. Organ donor Pat's gift of life keeps on giving. Article by Suzanne Pender. A County Carlow teacher can be justifiably proud of a gift he gave his brother that has not only transformed his life but has endured over an incredible four decades. This year marks the 42nd anniversary of the successful transplant of Pat Fleming's kidney to his brother Leonard, who was just 10 years old at the time of the operation. Since donating one of his kidneys, Pat became a secondary school teacher, got married, had two children and is now a proud grandfather. He is currently a business studies teacher at Colosh de Owen Hackettstown. Pat and Leonard lived in Athai, County Kildare, along with their sister Michelle Horan, who is currently in renal failure, and they are sharing their story as part of Organ Donor Awareness Week, which runs until Saturday the 3rd of April. Demonstrating the longevity of their living donor kidney transplant, Brothers Leonard and Pat are delighted to mark the 42nd anniversary of the successful operation. Landscape gardener Leonard, who owns Fleming's Garden Centre in Athai, was just 10 when his older brother Pat, who was 22 at the time, donated a kidney on the 27th of February 1979. The brothers have remained close since then and live beside each other just a few miles outside Athai. Their sister Michelle Horan, who also lives close by, shares the same genetic kidney disease as Leonard. Michelle was in her early 20s when she started dialysis. She has since undergone two kidney transplants. The first lasted three years. The second transplant gave her the opportunity to enjoy an additional 20 years away from dialysis. 
However, she returned to dialysis treatment, which she has been undergoing at home for almost eight years. She now hopes for another kidney transplant to improve her quality of life. Michelle is very grateful to the two deceased donors who got her to this point, and which made it possible for her to give birth to and raise a son who is now 24 years old. Leonard and Pat's successful transplant event was, however, tinged with sadness, as two months later their sister Teresa, who was receiving dialysis treatment, passed away at the age of 20 from her kidney disease. Individuals who wish to support organ donation are encouraged to keep the reminders of their decision available by carrying the organ donor card, permitting code 115 to be included on their driver's licence and having the digital organ donor card app on their smartphone. Organ donor cards can be obtained by phoning the Irish Kidney Association on 01-620-5306 or free text the word donor to 550. You can also visit the website www.ika.ie forward slash get a donor card or download a free digital organ donor card app to your phone. IT offers leaving certs one-to-one sessions. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Even in ordinary times, it can be difficult for a second-level student to decide which university or college they'd like to attend, given the diverse range of courses that are now available. But when they're stuck in a pandemic, with no chance of even getting to visit college campuses on their annual open days, making a decision about their academic futures must be even more difficult. But the restrictions brought about by the coronavirus pandemic has forced everyone to handle things differently, including the third-level sector, which traditionally at this time of the year would fling open their doors to prospective new students. Following its successful virtual open day and lifelong learning virtual evening series, IT Carlo has just launched a new offering for senior cycle students, one-to-one virtual sessions. Available to TY, 5th and 6th year students, the one-to-ones allow individual students to avail of specific information for the courses they are interested in and have their queries about facilities, courses, fees and access routes answered. The sessions are available with both the Institute's school's liaison team and the sports department. Hosted via Zoom, sessions can be booked via www.itcarlo.ie forward slash study forward slash school leavers. Separately, guidance counsellors can now book a private virtual visit for their whole class with the school's liaison team by emailing schoolvisits at itcarlo.ie. The individual and class sessions are available during and after school hours. For more information, visit www.itcarlo.ie. Survey aimed at survivors of sexual violence. Article by Elizabeth Lee. The Rape Crisis Network Ireland, the RCNI, which includes a local branch in Carlow, has launched a national survey aimed at survivors of sexual violence and those who are supporting survivors throughout the country. The survey focuses on survivors' experiences of counselling and psychotherapy in a world that has been changed utterly by the pandemic. 
The survey can be accessed on rcni.ie and so far almost 300 survivors across the country have completed it. It forms a critical part of RCNI's new comprehensive programme of work called Counselling Survivors in an On and Offline World, which is aimed at ensuring standardised and specialist counselling for survivors of sexual violence and harassment fit for a post-pandemic world in Ireland. RCNI believes that remote trauma counselling is here to stay as part of a new hybrid model of on- and offline clinical support for survivors. The survey comes at a critical time with the focus on the safety of women and girls following the murder of Sarah Everard in London. The survivor survey is central to our understanding of how counselling is working or not working for them particularly over this past tumultuous year, said Dr. Michelle Walsh, who is the RCNI clinical programme lead on the Global Leading Project. We are asking survivors and people who are supporting them to fill out our easy-to-use survey. It will take less than 10 minutes, yet those 10 minutes will feed into the development of training which can ensure that counselling in this country is completely fit for purpose for the new hybrid world we are entering into, she continued. It also means that survivors will have real choice in how they want to receive counselling in the future. As our survey to date has shown, there are huge advantages to online counselling, but there are things we have to address and know more about to be certain that it is working. The Survivors Survey follows a major study of more than 750 counsellors and psychotherapists throughout Ireland, with a collaboration of all the main organisations providing counselling and training. It found that 79% of respondents said it was important to have specialism in sexual violence. However, less than half said that their knowledge of misogyny and gender roles was good, indicating a gap between the understanding of root causes of sexual violence and the desire for specialism and standardisation in training. The programme emerged from the experience of the initial COVID-19 lockdown a year ago, when rape crisis centres like the one in Carlow had to be evacuated and when trauma counselling services had to move online almost overnight. The questionnaire will be available until Monday the 12th of April. The initiative is supported by Rethink Ireland through the Innovate Together Fund, a collaboration between Rethink Ireland and the Department of Rural and Community Development. The fund supports charities, innovative responses to the COVID-19 crisis that will provide lasting change.